Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Taking Care of You, Part 2. If you haven't listened to last week's podcast, you should go back and listen to that one before this one. Last week, I talked about the importance of self-care and owning the responsibility of taking care of you. I discussed several ways to identify your own needs and how they are or are not being met. The other component of self-care we discussed last week is being aware of your relationship with yourself and choosing to be kind to yourself. I'm going to continue this discussion on self-care with the final area, taking responsibility for owning your feelings and emotions. Marriage support and divorce coaching may not be needed by you personally, but almost Everyone knows someone dealing with the trials of this difficult journey. Please share this podcast with someone you know who might be dealing with the challenges of divorce or a difficult marriage. The tools that I have are life-changing, and I know this because I have experienced this in my own life, and I have seen it in the lives of my clients, and I want to share these tools with everyone that can benefit from them. You have to empower yourself to take responsibility for your own feelings and emotions. This is a big one. You have to choose to be responsible and hold yourself accountable for how you feel and act no matter what anyone else does. I'm going to break it down into three steps um, to make it a little bit easier to understand. The first is owning your emotions. The second one is owning all of the results in your life. And then lastly, believing in your own potential. Okay. These are all three parts of empowering yourself to take responsibility for owning your feelings and emotions. All right. The first part is it's important to remember that no one else can make you feel anything. They can't, they don't have control over you. But many of us still give away that control to other people. We give them the credit for how we are feeling. We do this when we say this person made me feel sad or they made me feel angry. No situation can make you feel anything. When your house is a mess and you feel overwhelmed, the house isn't making you feel that way. It's your thought that you are overwhelmed that is making you feel overwhelmed. I want you to think back to when a time when you were in college or you were single living with roommates and you came home, there were dishes in the sink all over the counters and the trash was overflowing. Did it affect you the same way that it affects you today? Most likely the answer is no. Even if you didn't like your apartment or your house being messy, it probably wasn't that big of a deal. 
You probably just assumed that your roommates were super busy or you were super busy, or even that you lived with messy roommates, but you could ignore it or block it out. Today, it's much more likely to be a big deal in your life because it's your home, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom. It may bring up a lot of anger and frustration. You may even feel taken for granted or like your spouse or your children don't love or respect you, all sorts of other things. My point is, is that it's not the mess in your home making you feel anything. It's the meaning that you're giving it. When it wasn't your place, when you had roommates that also shared your place and you were paying rent to someone else, it really wasn't a big deal if your apartment was a mess, right? When you had other goals in your life, other ways to receive validation or feel successful um, that weren't dependent on the condition of your house, it didn't mean as much to you. Like I said before, especially if you are a stay-at-home mom, you might take a lot of ownership in that. And for many women, you may even measure whether or not you're doing a good job as a full-time mom or stay-at-home mom based on the cleanliness of your house. So just be aware of it and keep ownership over your emotions. When you do choose to feel negative emotions, that's okay. Again, it's just part of life, but I want you to remind yourself that I'm choosing to be angry right now because my house is a mess and that's okay. I'm choosing to be overwhelmed because of this mess and I don't like it, but that's okay. I get to keep the credit for how I'm feeling. That's really important. Second part of this empowerment self-care is owning your results. These two go hand in hand. And I think we women are really guilty of operating from a place where we think I have all of these obligations that I have to meet. I have all of these responsibilities that I have to fulfill. And it's just so disempowering and it's not practicing self-care. When you think like that, it's practicing victim mentality. It doesn't make you the kind of woman or person that you want to be and show up in the world as the kind of woman and mother that you want to be to your children, to your husband, the type of spouse that you want to be. So remember, you don't have to work. You don't have to stay home with your kids. In reality, you don't have to do anything. It's much more empowering to think I get to stay home with my children. I'm blessed with this job. Every one of us has agency and we can choose what we are going to do and not do. And if you are choosing to stay home with your children, then own that choice. It's okay to own it from a place where you recognize that you're making a sacrifice and maybe it's a difficult choice for you. Keep ownership of it. Take ownership for everything in your life. Take ownership for your financial situation, over your social life, over your health, 
over your education, over your skills and your ability. You have impact in all of these areas. And many people don't want to hear this because it's a lot easier to stay in victim mode and try to make the results in your life be based on your circumstances rather than something that you've contributed to or even created through your own thinking and your feelings and your actions. It is so much more empowering to be able to embrace it and not beat yourself up over it. Just take ownership of it. And then it becomes great news because it means that you have control to change all of it. You really do. I want to give you an example that has really helped me focus on the results in my life, because sometimes I can't even see what my own role is and how I possibly had anything to do with my results. So I recently read this wonderful book called The Choice by Edith Ava Aker. Edith tells of her life experiences, starting with being taken from her home in Germany as a child and then surviving Nazi death camps. Edith describes how she listened to her inner voice of hope to keep her alive past her physical ability to live. Even when she witnessed others losing hope all around her and dying because they just gave up their will to live in one part of the book, she says, when everyone and everything around me told me constantly that I would never get out of the death camp alive. I told myself something different. I worked to develop an inner voice to tell myself an alternative story. I would repeat the mantra. This is temporary. If I survive today, I will be free tomorrow. I survive today. So tomorrow I will be free. It's so powerful. She explains that although she couldn't physically fight the Nazi guards, she could fight them with her mind. And ultimately she won. She was freed and went on to get married, raise a family and pursue her education as a psychologist and help many others dealing with trauma. She's living a beautiful full life and now has shared her amazing story of resilience and mental courage and strength, but ultimately describes how the will to survive and thrive and overcome is our choice. The thoughts that we think are choices that we make. It's so powerful. She really helps to put things into perspective. It's such a great way to look at the results that we have in our lives. Although we cannot always choose our circumstances, we are always free to choose how we respond to them. We have to believe in our potential to create the life we want, no matter what our circumstances are. The key to this is to be future focused and to do it with faith. To practice good self-care, you need to be able to believe that you can have anything you truly want. And in fact, you can have what you want sooner than you think you can and have it much easier than you probably think. All you need to do is to begin with belief in yourself, empower yourself to be able to create whatever you want. 
The truth is that your past has no relevance to your future unless you allow it. Whatever happened to you five years ago or one year ago or yesterday has nothing to do with what you're going to do today or tomorrow unless you choose to allow it. So powerful. The last piece of this is to begin before you're ready. Brooke Castillo teaches that we have to believe in ourselves and begin taking action before you think you're ready. I love this concept. I witnessed my oldest son doing this recently, and I have been so impressed. He's 26 years old, has graduated from college and is now married and he's doing so well in his life. He's always been athletic and played and tried a variety of sports growing up. Um, He did football, basketball, and golf, tennis, swimming. He's also extremely musically talented and spent the majority of his childhood growing up writing, recording, and playing music. He's he's a well-rounded, amazing kid. I mean, man, now. But um, in 2020, he decided to run a marathon. He'd never really been much of a runner like me. He'd always ran a little to stay active, but never consistently or long distances. He just decided to train for a marathon and run it. Well, he came in second place overall out of every person who ran the race, which there were, I think a thousand or more people in the race. And then he won in his age group, which is amazing. He's actually really athletically gifted, but extremely dedicated and trains every day. We're just so proud of him. I asked him how he knew he could do it. And he said, I believed that I could. So I did. It's that simple. Now he's decided to run an ultra marathon. It's really a little nuts if you ask me, but people do it. You run 50 miles without stopping. And he's running his first ultra marathon this weekend. And so I ask him the same thing. How do you know you can run an ultra marathon 50 miles? And he said, I won't stop until I do it. His belief in his goal is manifesting itself in his doing it. We can all do this. We just have to believe in our potential and start before we're ready. Begin now to be happy, to be fulfilled, and to be confident in your life. Just try it and see what happens. So let's review. The final step to self-care that I'm discussing today is to empower yourself to take responsibility for your own feelings and emotions. This is a big one, and you have to choose to be responsible, to hold yourself accountable for how you feel and act no matter what anyone else does. And there are three parts that I've discussed today. First is owning your emotions. Second, owning all the results in your life. And lastly, believing in your potential. I've given you a lot to think about today. I hope that you have a better understanding of what self-care is. Self-care is not selfish. Not only do you deserve to take care of yourself, it is your responsibility and you owe it to yourself and the people around you, which is the best news ever because you're the best person for the job. 
And all of you that are in a difficult marriage or dealing with separation or divorce right now, this is especially for you. Take responsibility of taking care of yourself, whether you are in a relationship or not. This is your job. It is not your partner's responsibility. If you can learn to do this, it will improve the quality of your life right now. It will improve your current relationships and every relationship that you will have in the future. This is important work for everyone, no matter what your circumstances are. So I hope you'll just take one or two ideas from what you've heard me talk about and try to implement them in your life. Please let me know how it goes, because I love hearing from you. Um, send me an email at jen at jenzingmark.com. I would be so grateful if you would just take a couple minutes and let me know your biggest takeaways and how I'm helping you um, grow and what you like most about what you're hearing on the podcast. I would love to hear more about how you're receiving um, the things that I talk about here so I can serve you on a higher level and know all the things that you're feeling and thinking about my work here. I love it. And I'm so grateful to serve you guys. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Bye y'all. Are you struggling with the trials of divorce? There is a path to find joy in your journey. I would love to help you go to jenzingmark.com to get all the info. There you'll find a free download to help you start thinking happier thoughts today. And you can sign up to receive my weekly newsletter. If you like what you've heard here and want to dive deeper into this work, sign up for a free mini session with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.